G'day everyone, welcome back to the FPL Oz podcast. A week off, the boys are feeling fresh, rejuvenated. They even got away a few of the fellas, so um, use that break wisely to kick, kick, get into gear for what is going to be a big, big month leading up until the new year. Michael, the boy, welcome. Tate, welcome back. Just welcome uh, back yesterday into the state. Nice to get away. It was nice to get away. Went up to Sydney, based in Melbourne here, but made the one hour, 15 minute flight up to Sydney, which we're uh, only lately been able to do again. So it was, it was very nice. Uh, lots of late nights. So it would have been nice to be able to watch some Premier League, but not to be. Kept an eye on a few international games and watched the cricket, actually. It was probably the highlight of the trip was watching Australia win the World Cup final at a bar at about 4 a.m. Bit of a bit of a weird atmosphere because people were were struggling. Like the place definitely wasn't heavy. And I think they were just hanging on. Um, happy to see a see a good win. And yes, very excited to be back watching Premier League though. I think our weekends are sort of a bit like that. You can get up to some of the best things, but it's just not quite complete if there's no Premier League in returns to watch. It's become one of my favourite things to do. Be at a nightclub, just keep an eye on the Premier League and seeing a return and sending a message. But um, I had to wait another week. So hopefully plenty of that this week. Michael, how was your week off? Good, mate. Went to uh, Sydney as well and was lucky enough to catch up with your good self at, uh, at the pub for a little while. But um, yeah, went up to Sydney and mentioned last last uh, pod and watched the, some international football, watched Socceroos play against Saudi Arabia, which was a uh, good atmosphere, full full stadium for the first time in a while in Australia, in Sydney. Um, they're moving forward a bit bit further than the rest of the uh, the nation. So full capacity stadium, which was good fun. Watched Socceroos play, nil or draw, get nil or draw against Saudi Arabia, which was um, a bit disappointing result in the end, but a good game. And yeah, caught up with a few friends up in Sydney, which we haven't been able to do because of the borders for a while. So yeah, really good, really good week off, but Looking forward, uh, looking forward to the Premier League being back and, and following FPL again. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, lads, like you mentioned, Michael, there's been some international football to keep us uh, slightly entertained. Um, heard you, you've uh, you've gone pretty early. You like the form of one man. Um, tell tell us about it. Well, I think I'll start with the with the form of a man who I don't really like, and that's two more blanks for for Cristiano Ronaldo for. Uh, for Portugal, I think that are we? It's a it's a controversial topic, and it's it's hard to bring up. But are we are we seeing the beginning of the end of a of what's probably one of the greatest, or if not the greatest of all time? I think the whether it's United's play or whether it's um, him, you know, getting older. He's thirty six, thirty seven, you know, getting getting on these days. So another couple of blanks after what's been without without having to dance around it. A pretty disappointing year for for um, United. So disappointed to see him blank blank a few times and the other thing that caught my eye in the similar game was Mitrovic's uh winner so he was looked like all he looked all gone um all gone for all money in the Premier League um when he just couldn't get a game for Fulham but I think he's 20 goals in 17 games in the championship this this season and then he's just put uh Serbia through to the World Cup which was good to see and he was running around his undies with the uh with the beer on the field after the game which was good to see so uh, oh, he missed he missed the penalty to get him into the Euros as well last year. So it's good to see that he um, has well and truly made the made uh, made up for that. Uh, obviously, sending him into the World Cup with another goal and yeah, he's on fire at the moment. And, an, FP, an FPL favorite, Alexander too, but 
we all I think we probably all had him at one stage, even last season, didn't we? I think I might have started with him at one point and then he was yeah. out of the team pretty quick and didn't get back in. It's sort of the thing to do, I guess, is the dominant player that gets promoted, the dominant striker anyway, like Tony this year and Mitrovic last year and I dare say Mitrovic next year. They seem to be easy to to jump on and um I think I think Metro quite quite similar to Tony started pretty slow, then got a double just to keep people on him and then sort of went slow again. So it's, it's always frustrating, but um, in terms of actual players, it's, um, yeah, it's good to see him doing well. He was doing quite well in Newcastle when I was living in England in 2016 and they were singing his name um, at the nightclubs and at the pubs and stuff. So it's, it's good to see him in form again. He's, he's a, uh, he's a good man. Another, another man that you just mentioned then, Tony, um, in passing comment, but that also probably works well into what Camo was throwing to there, which was the Harry Kane seven goals, seven goals in two games for England against some part-time electricians and plumbers, which was good to see. But um, now I think I've gone early and we'll probably talk about um, trades coming up. But yeah, Harry Kane in, Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony finally fucked off, which has been nice. So pleasing international break, Camo. Yeah, he's one of the great teasers, uh, Ivan. Um, he's still in my squad, but um, yeah, can't deny Harry Kane's performances for his country. Um, I think we were sitting in a similar spot a month or two ago um, when he'd scored, I think, two um, for England in one of the international breaks, um, brought him in and put the C on him and he blanked. So um, I think they're obviously in a much better spot now, um, Spurs, I think, for Conte, it's been good for him, even though his players haven't all been there. Good to have a week and a bit to um, get a chance to, you know, set up his structures, get through, run some training about how he wants to play the game. And I think um, with their run, which is obviously widely publicised, but I think Spurs, they've got some really good assets that um, we'll be targeting um, amongst the three of us, I'd say. Um, the boy, what else caught your eye over the break? Well, there's a bit of a roller coaster with Son, as there always is. I think he was supposedly injured, and then he was out for four months, and then he was out for four weeks, and then he was out for four minutes, and he was scoring a goal, albeit a penalty in the in the second game. So, um, yeah, obviously just keeping an eye on that, but it's just it's hysteria, really. Like I think I'm pretty sure I'm looking at my team now. You know, the Thursday night before the game week, and it's exactly the same as it was. Um, two weeks ago, but there's been a lot of a lot of drama here, there and in between. Um, there's obviously a flag on Livramento. I think he was meant to play in the England under 19s or under 21s or whatever age group it is. And he pulled out with injury. So that made the FPL gods give him a flag, which he, which he still has. And um, just looking at training photos, the other left back whose name escapes me from Southampton looked to be out there. So there's, there's quite a strong belief belief getting around the community that Livermento could be out. Obviously he plays Norwich and everyone will be fielding him this week. So that's a massive watch. Um, but the presses will be on tomorrow, I dare say. And hopefully that gets cleared up and he will play. But I think it's some sort of muscle, groin or thigh injury for him. And, you know, 18 years old, played 90 minutes of every game this year at such a high intensity. It's, he's probably due for a rest anyway. So I'm sort of not expecting Livermento to play this week, even though I've got him in the team and that has potentially affected my, my one trade I was going to make, which I'll go into now, which is going to be Veltman out for Lamptey, obviously last week's pod. 
Camo and I, we, we talked about this, and it seemed pretty straightforward. Lamptey is basically playing as a forward, a, a winger, and he's a defender on the game. But Enveltman's been underperforming and sort of loses his attacking threat um, potentially if he goes back to centre-back instead of right wing-back. But I've thought a bit more about it, and same sort of thing, 18-year-old, young guy, been injured a lot, I think. With the busy schedule coming up, Lamptey might miss a fair few games and you probably want everyone playing, not a guy that's a rotation risk that time of year. So what are your thoughts on that one, boys? Should I go with the boring boring old Veltman who's going to be there because he's flexible, they can play him right wing back, right centre back, he's old, he's seasoned. And he's still going to get their good fixtures and clean sheets, but quite clearly he doesn't have the attacking potential of Lamptey, but he's going to play more minutes. What should I do? Boring Veltman or the exciting little man Lamptey? I would think a bit of a differing opinion, but I'd be getting rid of Veltman but going a different way. So I'd be I'd be sticking away from Lamptey myself. Like I obviously love the way he plays and love the thinking of him playing so far forward, but just too injury prone and with literally exactly what you said. They're playing like every three days throughout December. And I think even if he's not injured, they're still going to rest him. Um so it's either going to be one of the two. So I'll be sticking away from Lamptey, but I'd be um, still trading out Veltman and I'd be going, I don't know, probably obviously depends cash in the bank. What's what's Veltman at cash-wise, Tate? What's he, what's he costing you these days, Veltman? 4.5? 4.4, Veltman. 4.4. And I've, I've got about 0.6 in the back. Give it as my fifth defender. I only want to spend probably that on it because most yeah. of the time they're... Well, then this, the this, this probably works. So I'd be going, if I was you, I'd be going after Tyreek Mitchell. So um, Palace's fixtures, and I think I saw a stat the other day that for expected goals, Palace are actually fourth in the competition over the last six game weeks, six, seven game weeks. And then obviously people are starting to jump on Zaha and Gallagher for their fixtures and Mitchell playing as, as a um, right back in that team, which is Burnley, Villa, Leeds, um, United, but then... Everton, Southampton, Watford, Norwich after that. So I'd be looking towards him um, myself um, and staying away from Lampy. Uh, Camo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, probably similar. Um, I think probably the sideways trade. Um, you'd be better off banking it, I'd say. Um, just stick with Veltman um, or go someone like a Tyrant Mitchell. I think he's great. Um, the games I've watched at Palace, he really attacks hard and, and pushes down that down the wing, um, and it'll get you plenty of attacking returns. He's gone like seven, six, six in the last three weeks. But um, I think probably, yeah, with the schedule coming up, um, I think it's probably better to have a transfer in the bank um, for injuries, for that sort of thing um, that will come up over this next bit of time um, compared to bringing in someone that he might miss, especially if he does even just a small injury, and it would usually be a one-weeker. He could miss three games or play two and a half games, miss two and a half games in that time. So um, I think there's merit sometimes on just holding the um, holding, holding fire. And like you were saying before, sometimes the best team is the one that you do straight after the game week. Um, you know, you haven't changed your team for two weeks, but sometimes that first instinct is um, is the best one. But see what they say in the in the press conferences. See how everyone's feeling, but. Who else would you transfer in the boy? Have you got two in the bank this week or just one? No, nah, just one. Um, the only other thing I would do apart from, um, you know, Veltman out for another 4.5 mid, uh, 4.5 defender or rolling the transfer would be 
to get rid of Rudiger for one of the Chelsea wingbacks. So probably James would be the way I would go. Yeah, Rudiger's on my bench this week anyway. I, I couldn't find a spot for him. So obviously if James came in, I'd put him on and just play neither of that Veltman position. So that's what I'll think about as well. But um, yeah, I'll listen to the presses this week and, and figure it out. But let's let's say I do nothing. The team will be Mendy in goals against Leicester, Cancelo, Veltman, AA and Livramento. So it's probably not bad to have Rudiger as a first bench if Livo's going to be in a bit of doubt. Uh, Foden against Everton, who I reckon someone out there is going to, a lot of people out there are going to captain him and be rewarded because I, I don't mind that for a sneaky uh, captaincy go. I'm not going to do it though. Son, vice captain against Leeds. Um, he's my Spurs man. I'd probably rather have Kane, but since I went early, getting Son just because I had Havertz, so I wanted to get rid of, I'm sort of stuck with Son, but happy to give him a chance. He's in the better form, so hopefully. Um, he looks a bit better than he did last week. Mo with the captaincy against Arsenal, just playing it very safe. While I'm uh, entrenched in the top 50k at the moment, I'm I'm probably just going to stick with Mo until there's you know a really really strong contender to take it off him, which there's not at the moment. Uh, Rafinha against Spurs, and then uh, Jimenez against West Ham, and Tony against Newcastle. So. Last chance saloon for Ivan Tony if I have two transfers next week, which I think I might. And he has just blanked against Newcastle. He's gone. So hopefully he can get a goal. What about your side, Mr. Michael? Yeah, I've, uh, I've made my trades, pulled the triggers. Um, triggers because I went into this game week with two free trades, which was nice. So... Um, Sort of backing over was something that caught my eye, and I forgot to mention it before, but what caught my eye was flicking through Twitter and seeing a report that Firmino was going to be out till mid to late December, um, which plays into to my trades quite well. So I've uh, welcomed Harry Kane and Diogo Jota at the moment. Not at the moment, I have welcomed them. So they'll be in the, in the team this week. Um, Jota, I was a bit wary of going early because obviously with Arsenal this week, their defence has been pretty handy. Um, but just with the fixtures coming up over the next few weeks and with the two free trades, I just wanted to get him in. So, And plus, I was going to be priced out. So with Kane and Jota coming in, um, I was going to be priced out. So, uh, yeah, really happy with those moves. Happy to get both boys in. Kane, I really wanted a, a, um, a Spurs asset, and it was just picking between Kane and Son. Um, and then I've talked about it a little bit on the Twitter, but my reasons being basically team... Um, team structure to be able to get Ronaldo in at a later date for Kane. Um, I think they're probably going to score pretty similarly, Kane and Son, over the next few weeks. So happy to get Kane in and he'll vice-captain this week. Um, so the team that this, this week will be Ramsdale just going to play him against Liverpool because I don't have any other keeper and hopefully he can pull off a few um, save points. Alexander-Arnold, Rudiger, Chilwell and Diaz. Uh, Salah, captain. Um, Jota, Gallagher, Rafinha and... Kane and Jimenez up front. And I think I saw actually a stat before saying that Kane's up to nearly 30% owned in the top 10K, which is interesting. Um, what um, what percentage of people do you think will captain Salah this week? I think it was you know 95 or 96, whatever the other week. But with so many people having Kane and him playing Leeds and Son also playing Leeds or you know Foden against Everton, it'll, it'll be lower. How much lower do we think? I don't reckon much lower, to be honest. I, w- I, w- I would expect 
Salah to be captain majority of teams. And that that's pretty much, I'm not even going in, like, honestly, I'd rather go Kane, but it's just not worth it. Like, it's not worth the risk of, of going Kane and him blanking. So I really do want to go Kane. And, and Kane would be a much funner choice, much more enjoyable choice, but um, simply not worth the risk. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty happy with the squad. I think um, hopefully hoping for another rise, get up from 750 into hopefully around the 500 mark would be nice. So um, aiming for another big jump. So we'll see how we go. Camo, your trades, who are you thinking? Uh, still, I think I'll be bringing in a Spurs man or, or blanking, uh, banking my transfer this week. But to go through the lineup at the minute, it's McCarthy in goals. He's been really fantastic um, over the last sort of six six or so weeks. Um, Alexander-Arnold, uh, Liveramento, obviously he's got the flag like we talked about before, and then Chilwell down back. Uh, Salah as C, um, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Rafinha, Trossard and Gallagher. So playing five across the middle. Um, four of the five are in good form. So pretty happy with that midfield at the moment. Um, and then Tony and Adam Armstrong up front uh, after his return two weeks ago. Um, my bench is Rudiger, Tierney and Alan St. Max. Um, so bit probably of depth my trans- there. Bit of depth there, yeah. There Some is a bit notes. of depth. Yeah, there is a bit of depth. St. Max probably hasn't performed as well, probably especially since Wilson's come back. So I think I'd rather have Callum at the moment, but I'm just going to have to stick with him. He's got a pretty nice run of fixtures. And when I was looking at sort of my fixture planning, could sort of play him in most likely three of the next four weeks. Um, but probably my one transfer, if I do bring someone in, will be uh, either Rudiger. Uh, I just sort of have, don't think I'd play him at the moment, and I'd rather have Reese James, but it'd be Rudiger or Tierney to probably Regulon uh, from Spurs, but uh, just really liked his attacking return um, and the way he was playing the week before last in that first fixture. He's only 5 million. Um, I couldn't quite get to the Can- Cancelo who I wanted to get, um, but I think I'll probably try and bring him in in the next week or two anyway. Um, s- still just sort of a bit cautious on the Spurs assets, um, I know they've only had the one game under Conte. So that's why I was close to taking a negative four to bring in Sun. But like we talked about earlier, he didn't set the world on fire when he played um, the other week. Uh, would like to bring in Kane, but would probably you need to bank Camo, him. You'd rather be on the boat than off it though. Like I think, I just think the risk at the moment with those fixtures coming up over the next four, like if you just keep putting it off, is there going to be a fire next week? If you can bring him in this week, is there going to be a fire next week with injuries or whatever that you can't bring him in and then all of a sudden you've missed the boat? And, you know, you've missed one of their four unbelievable fixtures. I'm just a little bit worried about you, my son. I'm a little bit worried that you're going to miss the boat and uh, it's going to be one of the great fall from graces. <laughs> it would be a shame. I mean, after the great rises I've had in the last four weeks, um, but I think sometimes it's good just to take a breath. I probably at the start of the year was a bit too reactive, um, a bit too quick to pull the trigger and bring blokes in like Kane after Wouldn't that um, international break. Wouldn't this be it, proactive? You know, it could be, but I think um, I just would like to get the one, the best option out of out of Harry and um, and Son really. Um, so pick one. It's going to be. I don't know yet. That's the thing. Who would I pick? I don't. Honestly, the way they played, I was dead set on getting Sun the week before last, and um, but he didn't fill me with much hope at all from the two weeks ago. So that's why potentially I will leave it. Um, and but 
looking at my transfers for the next two or three weeks, I had Sun. Sun next week as a yellow to maybe bring to most likely bring in, um, even if I did just bank a trade. So, yeah, it's probably a bit uh, a bit cautious. But um, what do you think, Michael? Obviously, you think I'm being a bit of a pansy, but the boy, do you reckon there's there's some, oh, some merit in it? Yeah, I reckon. Like you don't. It's it is. I guess a touch worrying not to have neither neither Kane or Son um, this week when everyone seems to have one of them, but. Um. Yeah. If, if but I mean, like, if you don't think if you don't think it's needed, just just go without. Just because someone's just because someone's highly owned doesn't mean they're going to give you twelve points every week. No, it doesn't. And Spurs have played one game under Conte in, in the Premier League, and it was nil nil. So we can't just assume they're going to come out and score heaps of goals because they are an out of form team. Speaking of out of form teams, I was just looking at the fixtures for this week, and who would have thought at the start of the year that you could possibly do a podcast the week before this week where there's not a whole lot to talk about because it's been an international break. Manchester United are playing against Watford and no one really cares because that's how bad they're going. Like Rashford, Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, even Luke Shaw in another world that we lived in two months ago would have been great options for that game and captaincy, you know, take, take the captaincy off Mo kind of options, but... They're just not, and I'm sure there are people in the community that have that have stood by them. But is is there anyone from Manchester United you'd even bother trying to get this week, or it's just not worth it? They're too far gone. while the little Norwegians coaching? I saw um I saw something the other day that's true that De Gea is five million, which is if they did eventually find forms, pretty good value really. Um, but otherwise, no. Like Bruno's stats since Ronaldo's joined the club have been pretty piss poor. Um, I would only literally one of the reasons I got Kane is so that I have enough money to either go to Bruno or um, Ronaldo in at least two trades. But at the moment, I'll be sticking well clear, Camzy. Yeah, certainly wouldn't be looking at their defenders. Uh, I'd maybe look at Fernandez, maybe Greenwood if um, I was really desperate and strapped for cash. But probably, yeah, you just wouldn't touch them at the minute. Just the environment that they've got. Um, and, you know, just the pressure on Ole, it's it's not conducive to playing good football. Um, I think he'll probably, this could be his last month in the role. Probably they've missed the boat now. They've lost a few managers. They might have to get, uh, what's his name? Fark from uh, from Norwich to come now. There's no one available on the table. So, um, yeah, I, I think you'd, you'd want to see a lot over the next two weeks before before bringing anyone in. I think probably Fernandez or Ronaldo, you're, you're two men that if you've got the money and that's the other thing, it's a lot of money to spend on someone that you might not get much out of. So yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. It's, it's fucked that Brendan Royal, Brendan Rogers seems to be their man. Like it's just a pretty, pretty sad. I think, I think you'd be, you know, I know he's, he was a one slip away from winning the Premier League once. So, you know, he's done, he was really good with Leicester um, when he first came, you know, getting them back up into that top bracket. But I just think you'd be a bit disenchanted by his appointment as a United fan, if if what he's been said is to be believed, that's sort of done, basically. It's just up to Brendan Rodgers when it's going to be the most respectful time to part ways with the Foxes, who have been pretty so, good to him. So I saw a tweet, though, that was like, that this one guy tweeted, and it was like hours apart in the first tweet. And he was, he's some famous journalist, because he had heaps of retweets, but it was like, the quote was like, um, 
United will give um, Brendan Rodgers no money to spend in the summer or something like that. And then three hours later, it was like, Zidane, um, Zidane is adamant he's keeping Pogba at the club when he joins Manchester United. They're like from the same bloke with three hours apart. So I think it's uh, I think it's down to those two blokes. But they should look to Scotland, I reckon, and bring um, like they've done with, with Gerard at Villa. They should bring Ange across. He's got the boys the firing over at Celtic. I reckon that, that attacking football would suit United well. It's, it's worked for him before, bringing a bloke over from Scotland, but yeah, oh, absolutely. Just before we finish as well, I just wanted to say someone's name that I'm not going to get. So it's just covering my ass or so I can say, I told you so when he returns this week, um, Emerson Royal from Tottenham. I just, I like him. I reckon he's going to get just as high forward, just on a different side than Reggie Young. And he's got good pedigree and he's, he's 4.9. So it's probably, you know, if it was a little bit cheaper, I maybe would have got him that development spot but um yeah i just wanted to say his name just so when he scores a double or gets a couple of assists in a clean sheet i can say um that i was unlucky even though i haven't even really even nearly considered him but um that's what i'll be going with next week so they're my passing words for this week camo i like it the boy i like um getting those sort of things on the record um it will certainly be a good bit of ammunition for you next time we catch up. Lads, great to chat. Um, hopefully a big game week and three green arrows again. Um, and we'll have plenty to, to celebrate next week when we record another pod. And the boys in the top 10K, I'm in the top 100, and, and Marco's in the top 500K. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks, boys.